Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Hello, and thank you for joining us again for a wonderful episode of Greetings, the Greetings Card Podcast. I'm Dan Conroy. And I am Bobby O'Rourke. And today, tonight, whatever time you are listening to this, dear listeners, we'd like to greet you. Not so much with a card, because we don't have that ready for all of you. Have you ever noticed, Bobby, that there's not like a card to just greet somebody? Like one that just says, oh, hey, and then there's nothing on the inside? Like, it always has to be for a special occasion. We might return to that at some point in the discussion we're going to have today. But yes, I have noticed that (laughs) there's no such thing as that 19th century uh, Jane Austen-esque sort of just card you give people of saying, like, hello, I'm here and and so are you. and, and, And now we're together looking at this card that I've given you. Out of all the trends... And not to dwell too much on this, but out of all the trends that could have been brought back in the pandemic, why did we not go back to superfluous card usage? Maybe it's because we're all trying to avoid being uh, too environmentally you know, negating nature and, and, and being wasteful. But it seems to me like that would have been a fun trend to return to. Are those little, like you said, little calling cards that say I'm here or... Uh, sorry you missed my party, like things you don't even need to give cards for. But there was such a culture of it in the day because there was no other real way to communicate properly. That that's just what people well, did. I was listening to the company uh, musical by by Stephen Sondheim recently, one of the recordings, and there's a whole song that includes a big section on call services, which don't exist anymore. But they were basically human greeting cards mm. because you would call someone and their company, a call service, would pick up and say, they're not there right now, but I'll gladly deliver a message that you called, which is such a strange human greeting card sort of thing. It's like a sorry I missed you call from someone who's not the person that... Like that died with the answering machine, right? That's basically how that died. (laughs) Even before then, because it was someone who you called to get in touch with somebody else and they said, they're not here. I'll let them know you called. And that, that intermediary would call the other person and say, Hey, Bobby called. Do you think that was like a fun relationship between the company that was getting the message and the company that received the message? Like, it's like, Oh yeah, Greg picks up all of our, uh, picks up all of our, did they call them voice messages? That's another thing. Or is just picking up all my calls. I have so many questions about this that will never get answered because it's a, it's a dead industry, but it's like, yeah, does that, do they have a close relationship with them? Like, oh, hey, Greg, what did I miss last night? And Greg's up from like 6 p.m. until 5 a.m. just taking any and all calls um, that could come by. Greg works at the airport. He's got weird hours. Yeah, Craig, <laughs> Craig works at the airport. He takes the calls in between his shift at the Cinnabon. Uh, that is, it's, of course, a late night Cinnabon because if you're taking a, a 2 a.m. flight to Duluth, the only thing that's going to make that feel better is a couple of couple of cine, cine buns, which is what I call them. Cine buns. Because you feel like a sinner when you, uh, not to get on every stand-up joke from about 10 years ago, but it's like, you feel like a sinner every time you eat them. But I don't, actually, I, didn't, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a, like a Cinnabon from, a cinnamon bun from Cinnabon. I don't think I've ever had. But have you not? I have had cinnamon buns and love them. I think uh, in our family, the Pillsbury dough ones were very popular for Christmas and other occasions. But to say that I've ever enjoyed a, a mall and or airport food court Cinnabon, 
I have not had one, no. Really? I wow. I, I lived not far from the Menlo Mall uh, as a New Jersey, and I'm sure you remember it well. A very large mall, yes. A very large mall, yeah. A very nice mall. Um, yeah. Had a Suncoast video, which was great for me. Had a lot. Had a puppy <sighs> store for a kid who didn't have a dog, you know, being able yeah. to play with the puppies. But that I later learned that was terrible for the dogs. So Did, they, did it have a fun name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all learned that that was, uh, that was a lot of bad dog breeding. Was that um, – did they – give themselves an interesting name i know there was one in my town that was literally just called puppies exclamation point which if you think about it that's all you have to that's all you have to advertise it yeah, doesn't the marketing take that much. does itself yeah, you don't yeah need exactly a whole lot more these puppies sell themselves but um no so you, you would go to the cinnabon in the menlo park oh, yeah i mean my mom would would take my brother and i because we were younger and about 11 i was about 11 and my brother was a little younger than me and she just said one day like we should get a cinnabon and i didn't know what that was and i went to it jolted my brain because it's so sugary and insane. It's just like take yeah. a cake, cover it in cinnamon and sugar, and then do that again. Do this. Do the second step again, and then give it to a child. It's, it's and they're still and, and watch the sparks. I, fly. My eyes were probably vibrating in, in in my sockets. Like it's 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 indescribable. And today, like I've had I've had real cinnabon. So obviously, like homemade ones are are a little better mm. quality but if you're like alone in an airport as happens to us all once in a while there you could do We're alone in a, a mall or in a mall yeah if you're alone in a mall it works i um both both are good answers i um i know that there was a cinnabon in the freehold raceway mall talking about new jersey malls here for a minute and that one was right next to the entrance so when you walked in from one of the entrances at least you would get that waft of cinnamon sugar that oh yeah it's it's indescribable. Mm. It's it, it's a scent that you just you're you're you just yeah. Know it. It's I don't know how to it becomes. Is, am I using the term right? A sense memory, like you just think about like the quaintness or warmth of a place the minute you you smell it, whatever that might mean for you. Unless you have a wicked bad allergy to cinnamon or sugar, and I I, I guess we just never got one, not for any great reason. And then when I was slightly older, I got very into those books from robert zingecko from men's health magazine called eat this not that do you know what i'm talking about i have not heard of these actually no it was i don't know if he started i never really read i didn't read men's health magazine um as you could probably tell from my body dear listener or nor did i uh know much about his articles but i think he started as a as a writer for them and then he just went on to do this thing where if you're going to eat fast food or you're going to eat outside of your home, here's the things that won't kill you immediately and are pretty low calorie. And here's the stuff you should absolutely avoid. And one of his like, <laughs> there's only two things that like he flat out refused for any human to consume. And one was the Cinnabon. And the other was, I think it was the either the cookies and cream or the peanut butter chocolate large shake from uh baskin robbins because apparently that had like three days worth of sugar five days worth of calories just absolute nightmare fuel now that's that's one thing i've never had about i never had gotten anything from baskin robbins that's an area that i've i've missed in my life yeah i don't know if i've ever gotten either like there were baskin robbins's near us robbins's near us especially because they were doing that thing where they mixed with dunkin donuts right they were kind of like in the same building they were and i actually live very near a dunkin donuts right now it doesn't have a baskin robbins but i always feel it's hiding behind a corner somewhere waiting to pass 
town Sunday. Mm, yes, 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 yes. It's like oh, right there. And but have you ever been felt so desperate that you're like, maybe I should get ice cream there sometime if I really want? Or do you have decent ice cream places near you? Uh, to let the listener know, we are. I'm not going to give away complete things, but we're in the New York metropolitan area where ice cream is abundant. No, it's. A, I'll give my address and my social security <laughs> number as long about, as it's okay. We're, I was going to wait until the finale for yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like ice cream as a, a, a warm weather treat, as I think most people do. I don't live particularly near any good ice cream but honestly like a dairy queen scoop is okay with me and i also have such boring taste in ice cream just judging by who i am and how i look and how i dress and everything like of course i would get a plain vanilla sugar cone hey with nothing on it vanilla is expensive don't do that to yourself that i refuse i don't i fall into that thing that's um all like everyone talks about now or has talked about for some time about the expensive vanilla and the fact that we call it like the default flavor is absolutely wild that should be a pre that should be a premium flavor up there with what's another what's a premium come on dan name one premium flavor praline is that a is that premium butter pecan i don't know if that's a flavor or not i'm ashamed to admit i'm not entirely Did I just make sure that up because is. i couldn't think of praline an expensive flavor. one i don't know whatever whatever ben and jerry's is offering americone dream or whatever one of those are gold leaf gold leaf will ben and jerry's ever come out with a gold leaf ice cream will that be their thing uh i i'm sure they have for the elite and i just haven't really figured out how to get into that circle yet you know that's what it is is that you have to go to the right grocery stores where the one percent shop or but what am i saying they don't go themselves but they get their uh services to get it for them and then they get gold leaf wrapped the tonight dough or whatever flavor is I did get New York Super Fudge Chunk for the first time in quite a while, and that was uh, that was just such a delight. So much. I mean, they're not lying. There's a lot of chocolate in that bad boy. I have had so few of the Ben and Jerry's flavors. I think I normally go for the relatively simple cookies and cream or peanut butter cup, but I know that mm. there's a red, white, and Americone. Like you said, the Tonight Dough. There's, there, there's several flavors that... Honestly, I don't buy because I'm not sure what they are. I could read the side, I suppose. I mean, like a human, but I I, I don't know what is a tonight dough. I assume cookie dough, but I I, I just don't know. I, I believe, yeah, it, it's I, I do enjoy tonight dough of the flavors, and that does have the little cookie dough pieces and a bunch of others with it. The only reason why I know the flavors that I do, and I'm I, I sort of pulled away from the mic for a minute to show you something. A part of it is because <laughs> my parents lived for a time in Vermont, and this was on our shelf growing up, and was so beloved by me, and I read it so many times that um, I actually got a copy for my birthday a few years back. It's the Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream and Dessert Book. Oh wow! It's so cool, and essentially, this is such a great thing to show on a podcast that doesn't have visual. But uh, <laughs> but maybe we'll, we'll put this on the Instagram so you guys can see at least what the book looks like. But it is uh, it is a compendium of the original recipes of Ben and Jerry's when they were first starting out. I believe this was published in the eighties, nineteen eighty seven. Yes, and so you know, Tonight Dough is not going to be in it or any of those other ones. But like some of their other ones, like Peach. Peachy Peach, I think, was one of them. New York Super Fudge Chunk is in here. They had one for beer ice cream. I'll admit, I've never made a lot of these um, because I don't have an ice cream maker. But uh, it's it, you de- don't in your in your tiny apartment. You don't just have an ice cream maker. <laughs> my tiny, my tiny little apartment, city apartment. I don't have an ice cream maker on top of all the other things I have. And unfortunately, I had to kick it out. I I want to kick out one of my appliances for an ice cream maker. I think I could do without an air fryer. I just don't. I just don't use it enough. I would eat much more ice cream than I would 
like refry chicken wings that I did not eat the night before and just go, well, it's better than putting it in the I oven. I think that's an important thing to know about yourself. Thanks. I'm. It's a lot about personal questions. What appliances that are going to be put on my very limited shelf space uh, or, or kitchen counter space, what deserves to be there? Although I am afraid that um, I would just eat ice cream on a... Um, an excessive level. How did we get to just food, Bobby? I, I'm a little nervous. You you asked me. Oh God, I can't remember. It does sound like it's my fault. Um, we did we did go into the mall. We talked about Cinnabon. What else did we talk? How did we get here? We talked about greeting on a regular basis. Oh, why did we? Okay, so we were talking about at the beginning, just to get us back on track here. I apologize, but to get us back on greetings, we talked about how people used to use greeting cards for every situation that would mostly just be nowadays a text that is four <laughs> words like "sorry I missed you." Oh right. Now we just have we. They used to do that in a Victorian time for cards. I've worked for many different museum institutions, and and that was such a real thing. Just top like huge containers full of cards that would be used year after year and it has your name and on the back of it you just write something like in town and thought of you but didn't bother to like you know reach out to them just gave it to their <laughs> butler and then just walked away or or anything like that it's just wild it is wild and and we have actually even just crossed what is possibly the biggest card day which is mother's day just happened to which is possibly the biggest bonanza for for greeting cards and leaving messages for people whom you love so we just passed mother's day and uh you're right like it is one of the main events of the year for greeting cards my my mom always loves a good greeting card does your mom love a good greeting card tell me about your mom's greeting card i'd be delighted to my mother's a lovely person lovely woman um she is possibly lovely senator if she ever chose to run we just won't know until she makes that decision she has my vote yeah um she really likes a homemade card and it doesn't have to be really ornate both my parents actually really like even if it's simple like clip art from from word or powerpoint or something where you just write down like happy uh, happy mother's day mom and you put like a sunflower that you clip arted and it has like a message written by my brother and i she really likes that a lot more than store-bought cards. I have not bought a store-bought card for my mother in years. And it's just the way she's always wanted. She's asked for it even. So I've just I just haven't done that in so many years. That is very beautiful, Bobby. I really love that. And and it really speaks to the heart too that your mom looks forward to that every year and you continue that tradition. I think that's so cool. Now, is that a tradition that began with your mom requesting it or did you just start doing it like you and your brother would make the cards and then your mom loved it so much that it was requested after that do you remember how it started i can't remember exactly but it definitely was just one year my brother and i made a card you know we just had a printer and our laptop and and, and made one because uh we we were gathered and and we didn't have a card and made it and then my mom just sort of liked it much more and then the store-bought cards, which will bring me at some point to to what I brought you today. But she just didn't really care for the the still lake images on cards mm. that often, you know, or, or, or a sunrise. Then then they say Happy Mother's Day on the inside, and you just sign love, you know, your sons who you birthed. Uh, she just <laughs> remember those she, two. <laughs> remember those two right in front of she you. Just liked wink, it more. wink. 
in front of yeah. the dinner table or brunch table because it's Mother's Day. That's right. And what about what about your your Mother's Day and, and your mom? Like, what is the what's the traditions that lie there? You know, what's funny is so one of them, I'll say start with greeting cards and then start with another tradition, because I feel like we don't have a real set greeting card tradition for Mother's Day. Um, my mom loves a card from a store as much as one that was handmade. We've done both in the past. Um, what I like to do is you know, buy a card with a little message in it, but then write my own. Or sometimes mm-hmm. maybe it just has a, you know, the ones that have a front message and then the inside is blank, which leaves you plenty of space to write your own words. And that's yeah. something that I usually prefer to get. And, um, you know, my mother likes that. She likes the ones that have pre-written pieces in it and say happy birth- uh, happy Mother's Day or birthday. Love you. And then from there, <laughs> celebrate her birthday on Mother's Day. That's fine, too. But um, I would say one of the other traditions is that because a lot of people go out on Mother's Day and we did this year, too, but for dinner. But we absolutely and this is sort of thing that we bring up humorously. We definitely avoid going out for Mother's Day brunch or breakfast or any of those things. It is a hellscape out there. Let me tell you, trying to get a brunch reservation anywhere, anywhere in the continental or even the 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 freak two states. Uh, yeah, the yeah, the, yeah, Alaska or Hawaii. Like just you're not going to you're not it's not going to get any easier just because you're in Anchorage. And so did you got do you guys go out for the morning slash brunch time or you avoid it too? You do something at home. My mother is a bit of an energizer bunny and offered to make a lunch for everyone for Mother's Day. And we all said, But it's Mother's Day and she said, Yeah, I know. And, and, and just stopped we talking. Just accepted it, so like, we all huh? we all had lunch. We all That's had a lunch sweet. that my mother made. But I I have heard from many friends and and you, like going out anywhere on Mother's Day is it's one it's possibly worse than Valentine's Day, which I know we discussed mm. on the last episode, like in terms of getting yeah. reservations. I don't know what your experience has been, but I've had that where I'm just like, these are just scrambled eggs, people like you shouldn't have to wait in line for an hour and yeah, a half. I've to get heard eggs. mixed things about Valentine's Day. Like if you if you make a reservation in time, it is tolerable and even enjoyable, of course, because it's about celebrating your loved one at the table. I have never heard somebody say a positive thing about going out for Mother's Day brunch, even though they love their mothers. They want to celebrate them. They want to take them out for a nice midday meal. But in regards to uh, spacing, in regards to like the price that goes up, in regards to what's available, and especially because I spent a lot of time in uh, food and hospitality hearing everybody who had to work Mother's Day, which is like one of the worst days you could possibly work on top of like the brunch, which is one of the worst times anyone wants to work either back or front of house. Wow, really? I didn't know. I've never worked in the service industry, so I've never I've never known any. any Mother's Day blows pretty hard. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those ones where if you're front of house with tips, you know, it could be a really good day. But it's just for back of house. I do not envy uh, uh, the folks who work uh, in in restaurants and especially in kitchens. Uh, during Mother's Day, because it is just it is never ending front. I always primarily worked front of house, so it was a little bit more tolerable. But there was quite a lot of expectations, quite a lot of people who did not make a reservation who are now going to get in your face about it. There's quite a lot of unpleasantness. So I, I, I'm God on Mother's Day of all. You know what? uh, Hell hath no fury like a family trying to celebrate their mom. And they're going to show you that fury of hell if you don't let them do it at a table uh, for seven without a reservation Um, and not even an even number. And the IHOP is right there. You and know, it's moms right love IHOP. I've been trying to get them through that advertisement for years now. Moms love IHOP. One of the last times I went to IHOP was was with a mother. It was with my grandmother. And uh, <laughs> not, not your no, mother. It wasn't with so my mother, but it was with a mother, my grandmother. It was she had an extra part of her name, but had mother in it. And I remember she got liver and onions. And I was like, what? I, yeah, no, the, I'm just making a face right now for what? the listeners. I just 
Do they right. still serve just... that? I thought that was just something Doug invented to gross me out. <laughs> I I didn't. I think that was the first time I had ever seen it on a menu since watching that Doug episode. And I was like older, too. I was by that point, like 16, 17. And I was like, huh, people still really eat that. I thought this was old world food, like in a way. That... At the IHOP, like, come on. There's so many... like... This is the same place that makes birthday cake flavored pancakes. How did this happen? <laughs> who who was responsible for this menu in my little town of New Jersey that they did this to us? America's decline was written in the menu at IHOP yep. long before anyone realized it. And a few years later, they would do that whole uh, International House of Burgers thing. So we were then now we're all sons of bitches. So, uh, Bobby, this time around, you have a card for me. So I'm going to let you take the reins. Okay. So, this is the first time I presented a card to you, so be gentle with me. Promise. Um, I I did my best to really look for a Mother's Day appropriate card because the holiday was so near. But for the life of me, I couldn't find anything that stood out, like for, for being ultra sincere or ultra crazy. You know, it, it, I, I, nothing caught my eye, and I really wish I had found something for Mother's Day, so I do apologize to the listener singular probably don't who, apologize um, to them they don't deserve it yeah you're right never mind screw you listener yeah um so i did find a card that more than any other one piqued my my curiosity but it is not mother's day related and i will i will say i apologize if i if i come across if it's my turn again to do a card around a holiday i'll do my best to get an appropriate one but i just want you uh, as we've done in the past to open it up the first the first page just tell me your first impressions because this one really sent my mind on a loop not because it's audacious but when we get there i think i think you'll understand so go ahead and open it whenever you want and i just want to say regardless of the holiday it doesn't even matter to me at all bobby knowing that you picked it up it's it's already gold right in the bank so i am excited oh. so i am opening it up now from the pdf and what i see is is very it's a cute start let's say with there it's a very cute start so it's a tangerine orange background very reminiscent of what a sobe drink might be in the late 90s early 2000s if anyone remembers sobe elements we'll get into that later i called it orange crush a hundred percent orange crush orange soda absolutely this is this is orange crush uh luminescent orange soda we have in front a, well, would you call that a Jack Russell Terrier? I'm very bad with dogs. I don't know dog breeds. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a My Dog Skip starring Frankie Muniz. It's My Dog Skip dog. starring Frankie Muniz, most popular from uh, Malcolm, who is also in the middle. And what mm-hmm. we're seeing here is this Jack Russell Terrier, Skip, if you will, is looking directly at the card bearer with beautiful brown eyes tilted slightly now i want to make clear to the listener and of course you can see this on our instagram page as this episode is up so will the image of the card so you can see it you'll notice that the dog doesn't look necessarily sad they're not doing that because you know like when pets are involved in greeting cards there's a huge chance that photoshop is going to be involved and this doesn't seem like the case this looks like um a cheery enough pup but he's looking sideways like they're confused and in wacky nearly nickelodeon font it says the phrase you'd do that for me question mark so i so if i could interject real briefly your i wish you your would, description was great i was immediately intrigued by this card because i had passed a lot of mother's day cards that said like you're the best woman in the world we would die for you i saw one that was vaguely veteran-esque where it was like thank you for your service i'll go to war as, as a mother <laughs> 
So none of them raised a question in my head. They were all sort of about being a nice person as Mother's Day should be about. It's about celebrating mothers who love us. But this it's one, about stolen valor. Yeah, about stolen. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you did in Antwerp. Um, yeah. Mom. Yes, mom. <laughs> But this one, my favorite, my favorite Mother's Day t-shirt. We know what you did at Antwerp, Mom. (laughs) This might get cut. Go on ahead. No, leave it all in. Everything stays in. It was just the question, you do that for me. It was unrelated to anything. It was even in a section of the card store that just said cards. You know, sometimes they say Mother's Day, wedding, sympathy. It just said cards. (laughs) Just like a milk section that says milk. Like, it's like, all right, I guess. You could have said dairy, but yeah, exactly. (laughs) It feels feels almost childlike specific. Like... Cards. Yeah, I know. I can. I can see. Okay. <laughs> so, so I had to know. You know, of all the cards, I I picked out a handful, and I, I was like debating which one to bring. And I said, okay, I kind of have to know what what's been done for this dog. And and I should I should point out, in fairness, too, this is the cards are all the cards we've done heavily influenced by animals, and I think that's mm. just an easy sell. But like every single card we've had so far has featured heavily an animal at the, at the forefront. At the, the of other. the three cards that we have reviewed so far all three of them it required an animal to deliver the message they were all couriers Mm -hmm. for whatever message was going across we've got mackerel we've got duck and now we've got jack russell terrier skip dog and i would say yes i'm i'm so glad you you brought this card to the forum of you and i on this podcast because uh for one it is an incredibly ominous beginning you do that for me. What would I do for you, dog? What have you already done that I have to do something? Why are you questioning whether or not I would do it? Are you implying that you have done something of such a high magnitude, positive or negative, that now I have to pull you out of the weeds? And what does that mean? Or did you not do anything yet and now I have to do something so I'll be the only one that's culpable? Yeah, there's it raises. I've never had a greeting card that raises questions. They usually are pretty upfront about what they're about. But this one it could, it could run the gambit from anything and that's why i'm excited to, to to take a look inside whenever we get there because uh the inside it's it's simple but the more you think about it the more you're you're the more you're slightly horrified at least i was oh yeah as i'm looking at this longer and longer i i feel like i'm, I'm more and more upset with the potential like I, i'm afraid that this dog is going to get me arrested somehow like it, it knows what it did and it's going to get me it's going to get my hands dirty with whatever it needs me to do and on another note it also feels like a parody of the hang in there baby cat on a on a ledge poster like i could see this being put up in like uh, on a secretary's like calendar on their desk or a poster in the 1970s over a bed and it's just a dog saying you do that for me and it's like either an inside joke or you don't really know or it's like a weird graphic tee or it's beyond humor it's like no it's absolutely take it absolutely sincerely it's, it's it's not a joke yeah yeah absolutely yeah this is just absurdism as is you just got to accept it for what it is and laugh you just got to laugh and you it. pointed out rightfully so that i didn't notice when i first got this card that the dog doesn't look upset exactly but it's not a happy dog there's concern in his eyes no yeah there's the dog yeah the dog is not overwhelmed with its emotions but it certainly knows that it will require us for the next step in whatever the tasks to be had at hand. And it needs us to help them. Probably because it doesn't have thumbs, if you think about it. That's what dogs probably need us for. They've got the knowledge. They just don't have the the dexterity, the thumbs. A lot more would get done on this earth if dogs had thumbs. And I stand by that. I, I've, I've always thought it. And I've, I've just never had the courage to say it. You know what? We've got, the, we've got the forum. We've got the space. We're saying it now. Dogs get thumbs. Should I move to the next page? Yeah, I mean, it, it won't take you long. 
All right. So just want to reiterate, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm staying awash in the moment of this card. So it's a dog saying you do that for me. Second page is blank. All right, cool. So let's take a moment to enjoy this. So now it's the the backside of the of the card. So it's sort of to the left when you open the card. And so the message is probably going to be on the right, but to the left is a blank space. And now in reverse, we see the printing, you would do that for me, because clearly it's like bubble lettering. And this is a beautiful metaphor, if we can take a moment, of looking back at the things you were willing to do for someone, be it a friend, a loved one, without thinking to yourself, what are the consequences for myself? Because now I have, I don't like the face you're making. I have, now it's, I've, I've, I've done this for someone, but at what cost? And now I'm looking back at the times where I promised and maybe I shouldn't have promised so hard. And maybe, maybe I should have loved a little differently. I, I, I kept this in because I was as I was scanning it, I just realized it, it seems vaguely sinister. For whatever reason, the words backwards mm. looked a little more threatening and, and I couldn't read them. You know, I just happened to open it. And maybe it was a shadow the way the light caught the card, but I, I looked at the words and I thought, <laughs> this looks like... The kind of writing that would show up on like the wall of uh, of Lin- of uh, Linda Blair's like room in The Exorcist, yes. like it was just like vaguely threatening and it couldn't make sense of it, but it was close enough to human language that it, it frightened you. So that's why I kept it. This in. is the uh, this is the ancient hieroglyphic language that was not known by any human, but it's like a sort of demon speak that uh, only certain young and old priests are able to uh, transcribe in order to get the demon out. Was I right? Linda Blair is the exorcist? I, I thought you. I thought it was Linda Blair. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of someone named Selma Blair, who I don't think is a, maybe is a person. I don't know. Is why that when they were going to cast Selma Hayek in The Exorcist? Yes. Okay. Cool. That's that's all I needed. <laughs> they wanted to go in a less sexy direction for The Exorcist, ultimately, but you know. Yeah. So they got what could have been what what could have been at that time yeah when you said when you said uh linda wait now i'm second guessing linda blair you said right okay that's what i said all right fine okay cool i'm now i'm getting now i'm getting lost in the sauce here a little bit but no yeah i think you were right uh that's 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 selma blair that could have been like a a sister of some kind I'm i'm not too sure but you're right there is definitely something like i said like to me it's ominous because i see what you're saying like it, there's a sinister because it's it's moving away from english as we read it or or whatever it may be it's just backwards but to me it definitely feels metaphorical like if it were in an art gallery it's like these are the words you said and now you they are behind you and therefore that's why they're backwards <laughs> you can never go back to it because you already said it and you've already promised and a promise is a promise so that's why they're stuck in the ether of you making it sacrosanct that you're going to help this person so i hope you're all seeing the same thing we are on the instagram page <laughs> yeah if, if if we get a lot of comments saying i don't know what you're talking about i'll have to do a little searching of myself to see like what am i looking at and how am i seeing the world well i'm hoping this podcast is just for us to search into our souls more and more through the beautiful avenue of greeting cards so regardless of what anyone else gets from it we're we're gonna get that benefit this is us uh this is like scream therapy mm-hmm. only we won't do that and record it because that'll be hell on my ears and yours too <laughs> So I'm going to move down from the blank page with the life lesson on it. And I'm going to move down to, and again, just to reiterate, we've got you do that for me. And then on the far right, the card says, thanks so much. And I'm so, uh, I'm sorry. Thanks so much, exclamation point. And I feel like I'm this, I don't know why, but this font reminds me of Cat Dog. Do you remember that show? Yes. Okay. It, it's very it's, Cat Dog. You're right. Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Oh, little Cat Dog. Good dog. It's, it's, it's very much like that. And boy, I I feel like this dog has me doing things for it that I don't want to be doing. I So 
I don't want to put words in your mouth because I want to hear what you think, but I picked this card ultimately because I was so jazzed to find out what had been done for this dog. And I opened it up and it just said, thanks so much. And my eyes were wide as saucers because I was like, and you could write anything in this card. This could be for anything. This could be for finding someone's keys. It could be for throwing a surprise birthday party. It could be for hiding a body. Like it, and you could give this card to anyone. It just says, you do that for me. Thank you. It's, it's like a mob deal. There's no detail at all. You could put anything you want in this card. Also, we're, when someone says, and that's the other thing about it too, is that it's not even a set in stone agreement. When you say you do that for me, that's the middle of a sentence. When someone says, what is about to solve your problem for you? Like, oh, don't worry. I'll drive you to the airport. I understand, you know, your your boyfriend's busy. And then you say you do that for me. And then and then they're supposed to say yes. Or they could say, you know what? No. But in this in this situation, they're supposed to say yes. And then you say thanks so much. This card is 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 half a conversation and not even the beginning of it. It's right in the middle. So I, I don't even know an occasion where this would work. Like, are you giving this to someone? Like, let's say you gave this to someone for driving them to the airport, which is what I want. I don't want gas money. I don't want you to pick up a Cinnabon for me, even though that would be harder because you have to go through TSA and then come back. No, you'd have to. I want a card, but I want it to be specifically thanks for driving me to the airport. Not you do that for me. It's like I already did that. Don't don't act like it just feels it feels off. Am I making sense? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking just now as you were saying that, like, okay, like what would the other halves of the conversation be? So like if I were, if you were the card, if you were the voice of the card, I would say something like, I really want to break into the Suncoast video and steal the Garlic Jr. VHS saga of Dragon Ball Z. But I don't have a partner who can watch the door for me as I'm doing that. Well, lucky for you, I just finished my shift over at KB Toys. um, (laughs) And it's my last one for various financial reasons. So I am happy to wait outside the Suncoast because I know the late night custodian. His name is also Greg. I only know Greg's. And he will gladly turn a blind eye while he... (laughs) Mops up the inside of the Hot Topic. You do that for me? Sure, buddy. Thanks so much. And scene. Scene. Wow. And and notice, notice that that was a whole conversation, listeners. That wasn't one half. And also, a dog didn't ask it. Because (laughs) what could a dog possibly need from us besides food and space and water and medicine to be healthy and companionship? The point I'm getting at is that what what does this dog need that needs to look at us with those eyes and ask like in that fashion? What do you need, dog? What am I doing for you? Because I'm afraid, again, that this dog is going to get us on some no fly list somehow. It's so much power for a card to have. I was I was floored by like you could put anything in this card. This this card could could go anywhere and anything. There are some there. It's so funny to see like it's so funny to have all utility cards like this because when they are like just a simple thanks card, they really can they really can do anything. They really could be brought to whatever. And that's what makes them so like weirdly ominous. And I'm using that word way too much now, but just like grim. But it's true. Or... There's no other word for it. It it, it, it invokes a sense of dread. Like it's, it's looming just... over you. Absolutely. It's 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 a dreadful feeling. And I don't like that I'm being asked. I don't like being manipulated by cute animals. I love cute animals, <laughs> but I don't like it when they have power over me because there's nothing I can do about it because I know I'm going to lose. I know I'm not as powerful. Emotionally, I'm going to lose. I, I don't like it. It's just that's a that's the problem. What would now would you 
Would you give me this card if I help you out at Suncoast, though? Because that was a very good proposition that I liked. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any other way to thank a person for helping you commit petty larceny. No. Yeah, you got to do it with a greeting card. Because I'm not going to want... Look, money? Eh, I don't really want that. The full Jackass collection on DVD? Already have it. Don't even bother. <laughs> those adult films they keep in the way back? Don't touch those. That's perfectly fine. Get your hand off of those. Oh, yeah. I want the, I want the greeting card of of me having done it and this isn't against thank you cards but there's just sometimes this one this one feels like something's happened and now we have to skip town for a few days so now i think this is the point where you would normally ask me but uh, but we're reversed this time so on the scale that we have uh, uh unofficially adopted of immediately into the trash and then or onto the fridge which is the highest honor a card could could uh have where do you where do you put this one He's taking his time, folks. I'm just I'm watching the wheels turn. I'm, I'm in deep thought over this one. I don't know why it's taking me so much. I OK, so I had a I had a <laughs> knee jerk reaction for it, but I wanted to think it over real quick because I have a. Kind I of... want to hear the instinct. I think you can provide both. I want to hear the instinctual and then I want to hear the measured. OK, my, I'll, I'll give you both. Then my instinctual reaction was this is a card that you display only when that person is in your house. So I keep mm. this card. It's it's on a scale of from the fridge to the trash. This one goes in that junk utility closet or, or not closet, junk utility drawer you have in your kitchen or wherever. I have one. All of my drawers are that in my bedroom. And I put it in there <laughs> until that person is visiting me for some reason. Perhaps it's a relative or just someone coming to say hi. But I want them to know that I respect the card. I don't disrespect the card enough to th- i don't dislike the card so much that i'm gonna throw it out but i also don't like the card enough where i want to just keep it on my fridge the whole time because there's other stuff to go up there like announcements for special occasions and whatnot weddings and the like and so this is one of those stored for safekeeping until that person comes over and then put it on your fridge or even just on the table and if it comes up in conversation you can go huh huh and i don't know now that i'm saying that out loud i don't know if that's dishonest but I just want them to know that I appreciate the card while also not having it to have it out all the time. Much like I'd call it nuanced. If I if I, if I appreciate you being very gracious with me. Uh, yes, it's, it's a nuanced <laughs> thing to do. Now, my my metered response, if this was coming to me from an employee, uh, a coworker, or somebody who I was close with, I would just bring this to work and it would just live there. It would live on my desk. You know, for a lot of people, that's not a situation anymore. Thanks to work from home. And that's totally great. You can your office is your bedroom. And that's great. Or if you only go in some days like a hybrid situation, then you get to look at the card even less. But the point is, this will be like <laughs> this will be one of those cards that only has to only has to be seen as Dolly Parton would see at nine to five. What a way to make a living. It'll be there and it'll remind me that I've got good uh, co-workers and friends but doesn't have to go home with me. So that those would be my two options. Now, now, Bobby, for you, where does this land on the scale? I am so intrigued by this card because mm. it contains multitudes mm. that I think I'm going to award this one so far my highest honor, which is low fridge. Wow. Which is like, that is your not, highest honor not so the, far. Yeah, so far. I mean, I want to keep the scale measured because who knows what you'll bring me next time or what I'll bring up. Like, I want to have room to go either of course, way. But of course. But this this to me is a card that I would use a less favorite magnet mm. and I'd put it at the bottom of the fridge. Mm. So once in a while when I'm crouching down to grab the orange juice and I close the fridge from the bottom as I'm crouching, I see the card and I think, man, I really got a thank you card from Dan for that one time that I just took a package from him 
and he said it would really mean a lot to me if you didn't ask what was in this and just drove it to Parsippany and then just left it at a, at a particular doorstep and then didn't ask any more questions. You're making me feel so bad about my review. That is unfair. Come on. That is such a beautiful and, and well well thought out and thoughtful way to treat that card. Man, you're making me feel bad. Because look, I, I, ju- I don't want to owe a dog anything. Let me get that on the record right now. <laughs> I don't like owing dogs things. And if I can avoid it, I'm going to avoid it. So that's what what is considered a low tier magnet for you on the fridge? Is it one from like, oh, the greetings from St. Pete's Beach, Florida? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like like the magnets like you get from uh, like seeing Phantom of the Opera for the third time. And you're like, I never got a magnet from Phantom. I should probably so you spend $45 on a magnet in that little booth right outside the damn theater. Yeah, if you're anything like me, you saw it the weekend that Hurricane Sandy hit and you were like, well, your friend invited you and they said, well, you know, I got the tickets and we're not doing anything because we don't have any power, so we might as well go see Phantom. Wait, Broad- <laughs> was Broadway open? I was not anywhere near this near the city then, so wait, really? What, yeah, it was, it was really weird. I mean, our mutual friend Katie uh, mm. had tickets that couldn't be used by other people and she said, so I I know it's the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, and I I have tickets to go see Phantom, wow. and there's still power. So do you want to go see Phantom? That is that is a way you listen. That there's something about that that's so beautifully poetic. Like nothing else to do, let's just go to the teatro. Let's just have hey, the actors are still going up. And, and man, let me tell you, when you we had good seats, and when mm. you sit that close to Phantom of the Opera, you see some things that you are unable to forget. Like it is it's it's quite a it's it's quite a mess like the whole show is i it's it's a great show but it is so bonkers and to return from that theatrical performance to a house with no power so you walk into a dark home where your parents are sleeping in a room with candles (laughs) it's just a very different yep you can't you can't it's it's almost like you're going to the period that you just watched on the stage but just far less glamorous like just far less glamorous but um, yeah but my my broadway history is uh is another story we don't have to devote (laughs) too much well no we're gonna we're gonna peel through it slowly like an onion throughout the series so don't worry about that (laughs) slowly we're gonna do that that's yeah that that would be a phantom of the opera magnet seems just right i feel like i would do i would do a magnet that would come from a part of the world that i didn't get to visit but someone went for me and then brought a magnet back like greetings from newport news virginia and i'm like and it's and it's just like (laughs) it's it's a flamingo like drinking an orange juice even though that's not where flamingos are but they just needed to look or one Having grown up by the Jersey Shore, that's just a seashell. It's like, cool, thanks. It looks like a clamshell. Now it's on my, my fridge. Welcome to but... Red Bank, where the shore starts, probably. <laughs> exactly. Welcome, welcome to Asbury Park. We, we have some shells, but we usually clean them off because we charge so much just to go here. <laughs> welcome to Bradley, do. conveniently located between two other towns that you probably can't name. <laughs> welcome to Brick. I tell people that I lived in Point Pleasant. Welcome to Wall, next to Brick. Do you get it? Uh, get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> welcome to Leonardo. Yeah, where Clerks was filmed. Okay. <laughs> Where Clerks was filmed. Well, I think that was a very fair rating. You know, I, I, this this card has a place. It just, it unsettles me. But I'm glad that you are able to relish in the unsettling because I, for one, would need to have it away in my drawer just to, you know, live with it in its in its time here. I wouldn't be able to see it every day because then I would I would be frightened of what this dog was coming up with, what kind of, what kind of schemes it was doing. Well, last the last card you remember, I... 
I, I like liked on a macabre sense because it was mm. it was freaky to me and I enjoyed it, but I couldn't look at it every day. So so I, I yeah. should mention in fairness, like this one just happens to be intriguing, whereas the other one was equally as powerful, but it was more disturbing to me than than anything else. And you were right. The background of that was much more disturbing. This one came up brighter with the orange in the background. It really felt like they weren't trying to make us unsettled. But I think it was just, again, the open open question of what we're owing this dog is is what unsettled me for the most part but it definitely starts off like it could be a promo for nick i I was looking for more esoteric cards but i couldn't find any so this this one just was sort of so open-ended that this was the 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 the, the finest option i could find so i i went with this one instead hopefully next time when i go i'll find one that's world shatteringly disturbing and then i could bring it here bobby i want nothing more and i also don't i I also want to make it clear holidays birthdays all them be damned as long as they are unsettling like this one that's all i want that's the content we're doing here at greetings Mm -hmm. the podcast about greeting cards amen brother well that's about all the time we have for today thank you all so much for listening to our discussion of airport food and also dogs uh (laughs) that was the primary for today be sure to follow us on our instagram and twitter if you have a greeting card that you'd like us to review feel free to send that over either on Twitter or Instagram at the handles we did at the beginning. Any parting words, Bobby? Uh, just Dan. I mean, every time I every time I think of doing a favor, I'm like, you do that for me. Yes, I would, and I'll see you at Suncoast in 20 minutes. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.